0: Welcome to America's Top Revitons. May this class be for Rufu Shalema for Ahuva Batsaralea. Please click the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Revitons YouTube page or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I'm so happy to have on today's show Rebitzin Mariachi Darren. Rebitzin Mariashi is a Chabad emissary at the Chabad of Greenwich in Greenwich, Connecticut. She organizes a wide variety of programs, events, and classes for both adults and children, and she also runs a popular Chabad preschool. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what
1: you do. So um, I feel very fortunate to be a Shlucha a emissary of the Rebbe. Yes. Um, when I was a very young girl. I was lucky as a child to attend every month a uh, children's rally where the Rebbe spoke to us children and really inspired and strengthened us. And I only look back now and think, wow, the Rebbe's time was so precious and holy, yet he devoted this time to teach us children what we're made up of spiritually, like what is our soul that we have within us, an animal soul and a godly soul. And when we're inclined to do something wrong. It's not really us. It's just the animal soul pushing us to do the wrong thing. So as a very young child, I was very fortunate to understand the inner workings of what's going on within a person. And then from my bat mitzvah, I made the resolution to go every Shabbat to the Rebbe's Fabringens, which was four or five hours of the Rebbe teaching in Yiddish practical applications of Torah into life. So like the Rebbe would talk about an idea of that we all have obstacles in our life. And what we need to do is when we are faced with those obstacles, we have to approach them by looking how to overcome them, rather than them being overwhelming us. So all these different like incredible messages that Torah gives, the Rebbe was very focused on applying it practically. So that was from when I was 12 to 20. And I tend to think that the Rebbe saved me as a teenager as well as all my friends, because the Rebbe gave us a drive, mitzvot, passions to spread these mitzvot with other people during our teenage years. So that really defines how we made the choice, my husband and I, Um, individually, it was our dream to start a Chabad Center anywhere in the world that needed it at the time and place when we were ready after getting married to go. And that's how we came to Greenwich, Connecticut. And since we arrived 25 years ago, we're always listening to what people need and creating programs, whether it was starting with our camp and creating our Hebrew school and then creating our preschool. And right now we're creating our Tamim Academy Elementary School based on Chabad philosophies for secular families. Um, to educate the next generation. So whatever is needed, um, as a emissary of the Rebbe, we are there to heed the call of every Jew.
0: That's amazing! Wow, that's so exciting! I didn't know there was there's going to be a new um, elementary school opening up
1: in Greenwich, Connecticut. We opened two years ago. Okay. Canadian, and we're working slowly our way up, as you know, along with uh, requests. Um, right now, people are really excited about us opening a first grade next year. Wow. And, and tell us again, the name of the school. It's called Tamim Academy. It's actually a new program in the Chabad network to open up Jewish day schools that have a very high secular quality education um, while we're teaching the kids spirituality and Judaism. And oh, so yeah. we're one of the six first schools that have opened.
0: Wow. That is really exciting. Beautiful. Really beautiful. So today we're going to talk about a very important topic that you are passionate about and that I really am too. The topic is bitahon. And bitahon is usually translated as trust. It's a powerful sense of optimism and confidence based not on reason or experience, but it's based on amuna, which is faith that there is a god and he is the only one in charge. And this is such a meaningful topic because if we can truly develop a strong bitahon inside of us, it can assist us in reaching all of our goals, both our spiritual goals and our material goals. So let's start from the beginning. Can you please talk to us about what bitahon is and some practical ways we can apply it in our lives?
1: Sure. So I've always been working on bitahon personally, trust in God, Um, applying that on every level of life, whether my own children, were very blessed with 10 children of our own or in the school that and Chabad Center that we run because we all approach challenges um, whether we like it or not. You know, it could be something so simple as a child has a challenge in their life and you feel like you're stuck. Like, where do I go from here? Um, How do I help this child? And sometimes we could freeze when we have a challenge. But when we look at it as, wow, God just sent me this challenge. And now my job is to trust in God that I'll get through it. And when we are able to just trust in God, instead of freezing by the challenge, we're able to embrace that challenge, try to come up with ways to solve. And usually, at the end, you walk away feeling like, you grew, your child grew, the circumstance grew, but it only can happen when you're able to take that step back and trust that God put this in your life to help you all grow more than you were before the challenge. So what does betachon, trust, actually mean? So I personally fell into a strong learning of the Tachon for the last 12 months because of a challenge that we're going through um, in Greenwich with the campus that we're um, presently on. And the challenge is still ongoing, even when, Vera, you called me a few weeks ago, I hoped and prayed it would be all worked out by the time of this, but it wasn't meant to work out yet. if I was just giving into this challenge, I would come into school every day with a sad face, with a sour face, presenting to children that way and teachers and parents. And it wouldn't help our situation. And it wouldn't give this clarity of mine because when you're so full of depression, you're stuck, you're frozen. So I came across it because of a story that happened to my uncle when he was 19 years old. He had a terrible, Illness and he went to the Rebbe and said to the Rebbe, I'm my hands are up in the ear, I cannot see my way forward. And the Rebbe told him that he needs to work on his bitachon, his trust in God. Amen. Um, the Rebbe said, You need to work on your trust in God and then go see the best doctors. And the Rebbe said that if you work on your trust, your body will be calm and ready for the treatments it needs to get. And the Rebbe told him to learn a sefer, a book called "Shar Habitachon, The Gates of Trust. We're very fortunate, that book was just translated a year ago into English. And so, I took that opportunity as our challenge was presenting itself to delve in and really work on my personal trust more than I've ever done before in my life. Um, And to understand deeply what is trust different than faith. So to give you a little taste of it, the word bitachon is taken from the root word tach. Tach means plaster connecting something when we take time every morning during the day at night for me it's the middle of the night as well when i wake up twisting and turning with the challenge ahead i need to connect to god and how do i do that i do that by thinking of god and i think about seven qualities that god has that reassures in me that God is in control. That reassures in me that I just need to turn to God and God will help me through this challenge. And in a moment, I'll present the seven qualities that I've studied and now know by heart and think about just random times. Whenever the challenge builds up, I record in my mind once again, those seven qualities. And so now leave go. Instead of thinking it's all in our hands, we need to build the confidence. We need to have God-fidence. Oh, confidence. So funny God, in God. <laughs> exactly. So that's one part of Bitachon is really building our relationship with God. So when you build that relationship, then you're able to let go and trust. The second is, the tachon comes from the word in Hebrew, betach, for sure, confident, that when we think about these seven qualities that God possesses, we will have that deep confidence that the outcome will be good, even though it doesn't seem good right now. And for people, that could be uh, an illness that we face, a job a relationship. There's so many challenges. You know, sometimes when I have 25 guests around the table and being a rabbi in and we're very deeply close to every family and I look around the room and I see every person is going through their own personal struggle. And of course, I'm always praying for everyone in our community that they should be able to rise above their struggle and see revealed goodness in their struggle. But meaning this idea of be and trust really is something we all need all the time, whether it's small challenges or bigger challenges.
0: For sure, 100%, wow,
1: wow. (laughs) It's
0: something so important to have in your life because, as you were, as you were saying, if you have true bitahon in your life, it could help you through anything. Not just, I mean, through a health crisis, of course, but through anything—challenges with your marriage, it challenge with your kids, challenge with your job, challenge with other family members. It's just really across the board. Having bitahon is key because, at the end of the day, after everything is said and done, Hashem is in charge of everything. And turning to Him with with Godfidence, I love this. With confidence, is really is really going to help you because. Again, he's the one in control in the first place. So, so now a person who has a B-tah-on will always be able to point out the positive side of life's experiences. And this is interesting because bitajon is not based on attitude, but it's based on experience. And it's rather attitude that creates experience. And Bitahon is based strongly on Emuna, as we mentioned earlier. Emuna means that one, you believe that there is a God. Two, everything that God does is for a specific purpose. And three, Everything that God does is only in our very best interest in order to help us develop and to grow as people, even if what you're going through is really, really painful. And there are varying degrees of bitahon based on a person's amuna. Someone might have amuna that although things are not good right now, but they're all good, that, that they're all for the eventual eventual good, like they're not good now, but eventually they're going to be good. But a higher level of is that even though things are painful right now, the situation is difficult right now, right now is still good. Even when superficially it looks awful, like if you're going through a difficult situation, like losing a job or dealing with a serious health crisis, can you please talk to us about the link between Amuna and Bitaḥon?
1: Sure. Okay. So Amuna, like you said, is faith in God. So it really comes before, like, believing there's a God in the world. And really, as Chabad um, students of the Rebbe. The Rebbe has taught us that a person needs to wake up every morning, just like we need to eat every day, we need to sleep every day, we need to exercise every day, we need to take time to meditate on the fact that there's a God in the world. It's not something that, it's just a given. And sometimes I feel, you know, I live in Greenwich, a very secular community, people think like, ah, the rabbi, and the Rebbe sin. they always believe there's a God in the world. No, we also have to always work on it. So it could be taking a few minutes and stepping outside your door and looking at the heavens and be like, look at these beautiful heavens. Who created this heavens? A human person cannot create heaven and earth. You know, like the famous story of the king that questioned the rabbi, um, who created the world? I don't believe there's a God. And the rabbi said to the king, you know what? Step out of the room for a moment and the rabbi quickly drew this beautiful picture of the scenery outside the king's palace. And the king walks in, and he puts the paintbrush and paint down, and he says to the king, the rabbi puts it down, and he says to the king, so what are you saying about this beautiful picture? Guess what? It was created all on its own. And the king starts laughing. There's no way this beautiful masterpiece of art could have been created on its own. So the rabbi says to the king, well, if the simple paint and paper couldn't create on its own a piece of art, look outside your window, the trees, the grass, the heavens, the flowers, that couldn't be created just on its own. It needed a master and that's God. So we need to take those few moments a day before prayers and be missponed, meditate on it. When we do, that helps build our faith. But faith is like a tree that's standing and has no fruits that it gives birth to. It doesn't give forward fruit, it's just a tree. Trust is a tree that gives forth beautiful flowers and fruits because when a person knows there's a god good nice but not necessarily are they believing that god is part of every detail of our day right but when we go through our day and we are pleasant through all the challenges when we could perceive the good in every challenge or turn away moment, that's like a tree with beautiful fruit. Yes. Like you ever met a person who's going through a challenging divorce or move or business failure, and they're pleasant and they're beautiful. Yes. And you're like, wow, look at that person, right? So really what having trust more than faith is you're getting the most emotionally healthy person. Wow. Because you're not carrying all that luggage on you. You're actually giving it to God.
0: Wow. That's so hard to do though. Like it just it's so hard to do to put into practice.
1: It is. It's so hard. So I I As we go into that, I want to just give one story about why we need to give our load over to God. It was this old man traveling in the forest and this wagon driver picked him up and said, come, let me give you a ride. And it comes onto the wagon and he has this big heavy sack and he's sitting on the bench with his heavy sack. And the driver glances over and says, you know, my friend. Take your heavy sack and put it down. And he says to the driver, but it's so kind of you to give me a ride. I don't want you to also have to carry my load. (laughs) I love this story because it's so true. It really is. But we know that the driver's anyways carrying the load because the load is on the person. Except if it went down, it wouldn't be on the person. It would just be on the driver like it was before. Same thing. God is carrying our loads. Right. He's carrying it anyway, whether
0: we're carrying it also or
1: exactly. he's. Yes exactly. yes. exactly. Wow. So how do we practical practically apply it? Yes. So I really feel that when we were younger, for those that went to Jewish day school or yeshiva, we grew up with like, you have to daven in every day. You have to pray. You know, if you had school, you did it in school. If you didn't have school, you had a checklist, you have to daven. And now, and as an adult, and especially over the last year, as I delved into this whole topic of bitachon trust even more, I don't feel like I have to daven. I feel like I need to daven. I feel like in order to be the most emotionally healthy person, going through any challenges that we go through, I need a few moments of the day in the morning to share it with God, to say, God, I feel you're with me in whatever challenge is going to present itself today. You know, sometimes we feel during the day something happens and we just break out in tears because God gave us tears, we need to let it out. How beautiful to be able to let that out. Let those tears out every morning. When we say to God, I trust in you. Those are the words of the sitter. I have trust in you. You're gonna keep me away from evil people. You're gonna help me through. You're gonna help people think good of me. You're gonna help me think good of people. And to start the day, whether you have only five minutes to praying, you decide and choose which prayers you're going to do to be able to build this trust within you, 15 minutes a day, that time is our time to restock in our trust, to build it up deeply, deeply within so it's right there within our reach at every moment of the day with every little or great challenge that we faced.
0: Wow. And it's so beautiful. And I love what you said about davening. And I just also want to point out, I, I mean, the davening from the sitter is so beautiful. It is. I, I daven from the sitter too, but in addition, or if you don't have a sitter or you can't daven from the sinner for whatever reason, you could also talk to Hashem in your own words. And that's also considered davening in your own language. doesn't have to be Hebrew. You could just pour your heart out to him even, or even if you're not pouring your heart out to him, you could just have a conversation, just having conversation to connect to him. Cause that's really the point.
1: A hundred percent. I do a weekly class on this topic. And I say to the women, we all know the Shema any part, any time, any moment of your day that you feel you're stuck, that your challenge is overwhelming you, look outside, remind yourself there's a God that's created this beautiful world, that the trees are standing because God is constantly recreating. He's constantly in each of our lives. Nothing happens without him. And then close your eyes and say, and you suddenly feel like, you're re you're re-taking that reset button of coming back to yourself. And yes, it's a mitzvah to say Shema twice a day, but you could say Shema as many times as you need to during the day. Or any prayer you know, if you know Psalms by heart, or Vera, like you said, just turn to God. He's always listening. And you know, in this... Book of Sharabatakana talks about that God's not waiting for us to get to the optimal level of perfect trust in him. But even the fact when we work on our trust in him, the reward is seeing glimpse of revealed good through our challenges.
0: Wow. And that's huge. As we're going through this difficult challenge, whatever that difficult challenge is to see the glimpse of goodness in there while like in the struggle, that's really huge. That's a, that's a big sign of growth actually. Yes. Wow. So, okay. There, there there's so many unsettling things that are going on in the world today. I mean, so many, so much to worry about, uh, so much sadness, disease, destruction, everything, war. People are really struggling in both their experience of certain difficult situations in their lives and also in their understanding of why this is happening to them. Anxiety and depression and other mental health conditions are unfortunately on the rise. And one reason for this is that we all want to be in control of our environment. It's part of being human. We want to control over our environment and over everything that happens to us. Um, I mean, it's just human nature to want things to go smoothly, and then we get upset when they don't go smoothly. However, having Bita hon makes a person feel physically and emotionally better. So how can we use Bita hon to let go of our need to control, to really build a deep and close connection to Hashem?
1: So I'm going to go now to the seven qualities that God has, that only God has. You know, some of it we could think like, oh, well, I know a human being that has that quality, but then when we really think through all seven qualities, we realize only God has these seven qualities. I actually have studied the seven qualities by heart and use it when I'm driving, use it in the middle of the night. Like I said, we're going through a specific challenge right now um, and wake up in the middle of the night, really three times the night average worrying about this. What? gets me right back to sleep is thinking of these qualities. Sometimes in the middle of the night I'll only, you know, get to number 2 and then I'll remember in the morning, oh I only got to number 2 and I ready I fell right back asleep. So I really feel like investing time in learning these seven qualities really truly gives us something to fall back on in that moment when we're feeling so anxious. And I really am very thankful to God that I was able to have this book, you know, translated in such a beautiful um, way with full of the Rebbe's translations in a very practical way that really has helped me through our major challenge right now. So what are the seven qualities? Number one, God is full of compassion and love. Like parent to a child, just like a parent would only act roughly with a child if it was for the child's good. Like a parent will never just stick a needle into the child just to pick the child. Only if the child needed a certain vaccine or needed a procedure or needed an area to be numb, would they allow that. Same thing. When God pricks us with any challenge, it's only because it's coming from a place of love. God is full of love. God is full of compassion. God loves each of his children. We are his children. And so when the challenge seems so difficult, we have to remember, if God gave us that challenge, if he's giving us that prick, it's not because of any reason except because ultimately it's for our good because God loves us. So that's number one. Beautiful. Number two, a human being, a parent, a mentor, you call them, sometimes they're busy. God is never busy. He will never ignore a tear, a prayer that a person has to him. God is always there for us. When we just think of that, wherever we are, we could stop and think, well, maybe I can't reach my husband right now, but let me cry out to God. He's there and he will listen. And it says, God catches every tear that we shed. So number two, God is attentive and never ignores Number three, no one knows us better than God. God knows us from birth to the end of our life. He knows the full gamut of our picture of what we need an experience earlier on that will help us later on, something that will help us with a child or what a child will be and something we need now. Only God really knows us the best and therefore wants the best for us. Mm -hmm. Number three is only God knows us from birth to death. Number four is very powerful. Any harm or benefit that happens is solely from God. This number four helps us from wasting emotions towards other human beings. Sometimes when we're upset about something someone did, we could like sit with someone for 15 minutes and like bam out that person and then you walk away from that conversation. You don't feel better. You actually feel so drained. But when you realize that whatever that person did to you is something that had to happen. Maybe that person didn't have to be the one, to carry out what God wanted to happen to you, whether it was a benefit or a harm. But when we realize it's solely from God, it takes away all that energy we spend getting upset at other people.
0: Very powerful. You're right. Totally agree because it takes away the blame game.
1: Exactly. And and when you put that effort into your relationship with God, it actually like is so relieving. It's like, okay, God, this is from you. And then that leads us to number five, when we feel like we're so stuck in that harm that happened, and we think like there's no natural way we could get out of it. Well who's the smartest in the world? Who's the strongest? So number five is God could get us out of the situation that seems impossible to get out
0: of. Beautiful. Okay. Wow. That's right. Any situation, because sometimes you feel like you're in a situation that's completely hopeless, like there's no solution for it at all. And it's not true. Even like if you're, I think they say, um, if somebody's holding a sword to your throat, you still can't give up. You still have to call out to Hashem. And he could even save you from that, from what looks like imminent death.
1: Exactly. A hundred percent. And I have to say like this challenge that we're going through Suddenly all the stories of righteous people from the days of Noah, you know, come to my mind all the time. Yes. And I think of certain characters because I think of them and I think of the stories how God got them out of it when it didn't seem like it was even possible. Exactly. So God is the strongest and could get us out of any situation that naturally doesn't seem like we could get out of. Right. Right. Because he's above it all. So So we can never lose hope.
0: And we can never lose hope. Always hope. Yes.
1: Always hope. Number six is only God knows what we really need. So we may think we need A, B, and C. And that helps us through that as we're going through the challenge, we're hoping for something. But. That, what we're hoping for, might end differently than we hoped for. Right. Now, if we could be able to create within us the image that whatever ends up happening is what God knows we need, then whatever the outcome will be, we'll be more in peace with it.
0: Right. And that makes a lot of sense. In fact, yesterday, it was just yesterday, I heard somebody was saying, you know, sometimes we really wish for something. We're really praying for something. And that what we really feel that we need, that what we're really wishing for, that could be the worst thing in the world for us. So if we don't get it, it in fact is a blessing. And sometimes we think, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing. How could this ever happen? And that worst thing that could ever happen ends up being the most tremendous, biggest blessing.
1: Exactly. So what what we do is when we build this trust in God, we're making ourselves a vessel for God's blessing. So say it is a very, very big blessing that we need and we like, and if it's actually ultimately for our good, we will help that blessing come to fruition quicker in a revealed good manner. But say it's not a blessing that is ultimately good for us. Like we said, number six is, only God knows what we really need, then our praying will help us that as we're going through the challenges, it says God will give us the gift of glimpse of good, glimpse of pictures of why maybe we don't need that. You know, like the best example is someone wants to buy a house and they're praying, i praying, and the house falls through. And then afterwards they realize, oh my goodness, there was asbestos. So there was a hole in the basement. You know right? But yes, but the person was praying and praying. But really, it would have been nice if maybe two months earlier, God would have showed the person why that house is not the right one for them. So God will take away some of that stress for us. And like I've been applying it to the challenge we're going through, we've seen glimpse of revealed good along the way. And I hold on to those moments because that's what gives us the strength to continue through the challenge and to know that whatever the outcome will be, it's because God knows what we really need.
0: A hundred percent. He knows better than us, what we really need because he knows the future. He knows what's going to happen. So, and we don't, we're very limited. Exactly.
1: And quality number seven is that sometimes people may think, you know, I'm not so observant or I don't keep so many mitzvot, or maybe I'm not the most honest person. I don't pray all the time. So I'm not really deserving of God's blessings. And number seven is, is God doesn't look at our past to decide whether we're deserving or not. We are a child of Hashem. We are a child of God and we are always deserving of his blessings. And so when we work on trust in God, even for a few moments in the morning or any point of the day, Say Shema once a day with like, God, I'm letting go. I'm having God confidence. I'm trusting in you, letting go, letting God into my life. And when we do that, that's enough that God will send us our blessings. So it's just like some background noise, evil talk that we could say to ourselves, eh, why should I work on my trust? I'm not even deserving of God's good. We're children of God. We're all deserving of God's
0: God. That is so beautiful. And that's so reassuring because you're right. I mean, uh, oh, who is perfect in doing all the mitzvot? Some are lacking here, some are lacking there. And we think, oh, you know, God is looking at me and he sees that I didn't do this. Or maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I did that anyway. He's not going to give me revealed goodness. He's not going to give me a blessing, but it's not true. He's really looking at us and he sees the deeper essence of us. He sees the good in us and we are always worthy of his blessings. And that's just so comforting.
1: Yeah. I I want to close with like a story from the Torah that everyone's familiar with. The story of Joseph when he was released from prison and he interpreted Paro's dreams that there's going to be a famine for seven years and you should store the food. So you have food for the additional seven years. And Paro turned around and said to Joseph, where could I find someone very smart to take care of all the food warehouses? And then he looked at Joseph and he said, you, you're the master. And that's when he chose Joseph to be the master of the storehouses. God is the master of the world. When we put our hope into the lawyers and the doctors and to this friend and that friend, and we're like so anxious about that call, we're not even putting our hope into the master of all masters. God's the master of the doctors and the masters of the lawyers and the master of all the realtors. Every problem we have, God is the master. And so we should take that energy and say like, yes, I'm busy when I wake up in the morning, but if I could take a few moments and just meditate, be misbonen, meditate on God is the master of the world, and I'm gonna let go and let God in my life and build my confidence in God, build my my trust, we will reach that level, like we said in the beginning, to be the healthiest, emotional human beings, because having real trust is being a person with no anxiety and no stress and looking at every situation that this is a hand of God in my life.
0: That's so beautiful. And it's something that we can, that we can really all do. I mean, it's going to take a lot of work. It doesn't come overnight, a lot, a lot of practice, but this is really something that all of us can attain you know, while working on it little by little. So very, very doable. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebets and Mariashi, for joining us today on America's Top Rebetsons. It was so nice to have you with us. And may all the learning we did today be for Rafuwa Shalema, for Ahuva Bat Lea. Thank you so much.
1: All the best. Take care. Wishing everyone lots of trust in Hashem with an anxiety-stress-free life. Amen.